1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me
2: every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever
0: you listen to your favorite podcasts the Washington commanders have zero none no defensive ends under contract beyond this season And that is a problem that has to be addressed in the upcoming NFL draft. We're diving into that right now on Locked On Commanders.
3: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: The Washington for the Locked Commanders podcast, part of the Locked Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dHarrison82, or text me anytime via subtext at two zero two seven six zero two six for for the subtext group is growing on a daily basis i can't appreciate all of you enough that have taken part in that initiative has been a lot of fun texting you all and getting to know the commanders fan base just a little bit better and i want to thank everybody out there for making locked on commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day every day those of you who are coming through five days a week whether it's on youtube whether it's via audio again i appreciate you as well and that group is growing when you reach out guys email twitter uh, subtext, whatever it is, make sure you're letting me know who the everydayers are, so I can thank you for being here with me five days a week. And if you've been here five days a week, then you have heard me talk about Chase Young. We have had some exchanged emails, Twitter notes, DMs, comments, all of it about this conversation all off season long. And finally, we have at least some sort of resolution. Nikki Javala of the Washington Post reporting on Wednesday afternoon that the Washington Commanders are declining Chase Young's fifth year option deciding not to pick up the option on the 2020 NFL draft's number two overall pick. This means that Chase Young's time with the commanders is coming to an end. That's not true. That's not actually what it means, guys. It only means that his fifth-year option has not been picked up. What that means is Chase Young will become an unrestricted free agent after this 2023 NFL season. Now, here's the thing about that. Along with Chase Young, so will Montez Sweat. So will James Smith Williams. So will Casey Tuhill, F.A. Obata, Abdullah Anderson, William Bradley King, and Benning Poto. I, the only defensive end in Washington. So my hold open was uh, technically not completely accurate because Shaka Tony is not going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. But we don't know right now if Shaka Tony is even going to be eligible to play in the National Football League next year. Shaka Tony, one of the players recently suspended by the NFL for violating the NFL's gambling policy so he got an indefinite suspension, but it is at least one full year, so we'll see what the NFL decides to do. We'll see what the Washington commanders decide to do. They could very well just release him uh, for this violation or for any other number of reasons, to be quite honest with you. So as of right now, you basically can't count on any defensive end that is on this roster being on the roster in 2024, and that's a complete problem in my eyes. Now, Let's not catastrophize here, right? Let's not get too deep into this deep end here. If we're being realistic, about four of these guys are really kind of easily retainable, relatively speaking, meaning you know, their contracts are going to be massive and bank breakers uh, and all that. And you know, when you look at guys like James Smith, Williams, Casey Twohill, even, uh, they have played well when, when the Washington Commanders have needed them to. But the flip side of that is that none of them are really clear present dangers uh, as far as defensive ends go in the National Football League today. Offensive linemen don't come into the games really kind of shaking in their cleats when they see one of these guys lined up across from them. And we've seen it all off-season long. There are Commanders fans who think that Chase Young is an outright bust and they want him gone yesterday. There are Commanders fans who think that Montez Sweat is overrated from a local aspect. I mean, nationally, I don't think anybody's giving Montez Sweat, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa levels of love. But locally, there are some Montez Sweat supporters and there are Montez Sweat detractors. Uh, who think that really his production is because he's playing next to Dante, Dante, De'Ron Payne, and Jonathan Allen. Um, And I don't think I've seen one comment, tweet, email, article, anything, saying that both of these guys, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, are both top-tier NFL defensive ends. But I have seen comments, tweets, emails, articles, saying that both of these guys should probably move on from the Washington Commanders. So bottom line is, the Washington Commanders don't have a clear-cut top-tier defensive end, and that is a problem when you are a team that lives and dies off the pass rush from your defensive end. Even tackles do great, and that is amazing, but if you really want to affect opposing pass games, especially as we get more and more mobile at the quarterback position, you have to be able to affect the game from the edge position. So if they don't have a clear-cut top edge, they have to absolutely address this in the NFL draft because you can't wait till next year. You can't wait till next season when Chase Young and Montez Sweat, even if they ball out, they don't have to necessarily resign. Guys, remember, a franchise tag on one of these two guys next year estimates to be over $24 million. Now, I'm not saying that's a completely prohibitive number, but it's a fairly prohibitive number. So I'm not saying I would go day one because you do still have Montez Sweat and Chase Young, James Smith-Williams, et cetera, this season. So as far as immediate needs, no, you don't have to necessarily go defensive end now if they trade chase Young, which there is some speculation already brewing that basically this information leaked out quote unquote because they're trying to drum up uh the interest or maybe his agent leaked it out trying to drum up some trade interest ahead of the nfl draft but when you're looking at the next season and even beyond into the future of the washington commanders you can't simply bank on having one of these guys having them secured beyond this season until you actually have them secured beyond the season via an extension or some other mechanism. I mean, basically it's just an extension because again, that franchise tag number next year for the defensive ends is $24 million. So if you come out here with chase young Montez, what both on contract years say one or both of them balls out, they could also both decide, you know what? You didn't want to resign us before we were doing great. Why would we resign with you now that we are doing great now? Typically players, if they ball out, you kind of saw it with Deron Payne, they kind of want to stay in the environment that helped them ball out in the first place, as long as they're getting paid. So, that's not a huge you know uh, a problem and I think that montes sweat specifically you know if if he does ball out and the commanders come back through like they did with durant Payne this year say okay hey now let's pay you I think he'll be he'll be open to a deal but there is an existence here where both of these guys or one of these guys the one that you want to resign basically says nah man like you didn't want to resign me before I'm gonna go find my money elsewhere and then you're left with either franchise tagging them at a fully guaranteed 24 million plus dollars uh which is fully hit on your salary cap not negotiable. You can't kick any of that down the road. That's all coming to do. And then in 2025, you got the exact same problem, and you're certainly not going to franchise tag again, a guy again for now, 32 million plus, right? So you have that problem. But who is the right defensive end, and where is the right round for Washington to do this? That's really the question that we've now got to address. And we're going to dive into who those best options are on each of the first three rounds, because again, I think it's got to be in the top 100 picks with Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. That is coming up right now. Next on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And that conversation, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've, ta- you've heard me talking about this mobile game, and if you've ever thought you could be the perfect Ultimate Football GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think it is, so you're definitely going to enjoy the challenge. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you control every aspect of your organization, from the coaches to the doctors to the scouts to the players. You start with the worst roster in football. And the number one pick in the upcoming draft, and you make your decisions the way you want to make them. All of this is going down in a realistic and challenging game world. Ultimate football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play as you go, play as you want, play anywhere you want to. Locked on commanders, listeners, you get a 100 percent free boost to your franchise when you use a promo code locked on in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. Download the game, just go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate football GM, start your dynasty today.
1: for
0: being a Locked On Command your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day is out there. Make sure you're here all draft weekend, not just with me, but join Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino and other Locked On NFL experts and Locked On NFL scouting YouTube page for live NFL draft coverage presented by Ultimate Football GM. Kyle and Joe will be going live for all of rounds one, two and three. And then on Saturday, they'll get you caught up after each round. Join the draft dudes for the first round tonight, Thursday night, live on YouTube on the Locked On NFL scouting page starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. A link to that stream is in this show's description block, so you can check out check that out. Back-to-back episodes here on Locked On, Commanders joined by The Athletic, and today it's senior writer at The Athletic, Nick Baumgarner on Twitter, at Nick Baumgarner YouTube audience, you can see his Twitter at, so if you're one of the few people not already following him on Twitter, make sure you do so after this. Uh, here with Nick today, we're going to talk NFL draft. So, yesterday, Ben Standing, Commander's Beat reporter, got a little bit of insight into the 20 year history or so that Ben has been around this franchise. But let's talk about the draft kind of from a top down view. Uh, before we get to the draft specific news, Nick, obviously, we got to talk Chase Young, the 2020 yep. number two overall pick out of Ohio State, reportedly having his fifth year declined. Uh, has not been confirmed at the time of this recording by the team, but. Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, one of the best, one of the most professionals. She's not putting stuff out via right, sources true. unless it's a legitimate source. Like this isn't some dude at McDonald's behind her in line who said, <laughs> hey, I don't think they're going to pick up the option. Uh, and right. she's not just, you know, she's not the only one doing it either. Uh, but Nick, let me ask you first. Go back to 2020. What did mm-hmm. you expect from Chase Young coming out of Ohio State? I know the injury is obviously significant. 15-month right. or so recovery process is, is massive. Um, But just from the the sample size that we did get a performance so far, has he lived up to your expectations?
2: I mean, no, not really, because like, it's hard to say because it just hasn't, we haven't gotten enough. And that's why it's a brutal situation no. here because we just haven't had enough. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember watching him and I I'm here in Michigan. I watched him mm-hmm. thoroughly at Ohio state and he was <laughs> awesome. I mean, he yeah. was, you know, he's not, he wasn't where the Boses were coming out because I think that right. he still had some more work to do, but as an athlete, so it sucks, you know, that that it's working out this way. But it's also, if you're Washington, you understand we're like, man, this is a big – that's a big deal. Like, that's a big contract. Like, if you're comping it to, like, what Detroit's going to have to deal with, with, like, Aiden Hutchinson in a couple of years, it's a lot mm. of money. So you got to be sure, man. But it's hard. That's a hard one. Because, but, yeah, you just haven't had enough data, right, in, in the NFL yet. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's certainly fair. And I think now, obviously, this decision or – you know, again, not official decision by the team just yet, but this reported decision is going to play into what it means for Thursday. But so is the fact that now Chase Young and Montez Sweat both have expiring contracts after this season. Right. In fact, the entire defensive end room for the Washington Commanders is playing <laughs> on expiring contracts, uh, I guess, except for uh, they have a suspended defensive end due to due to gambling. So I guess that year of service wouldn't count. But right. essentially, they have no defensive ends on the roster for 2024. So, this news and the opportunity to secure a potential starting caliber defensive end for 2024, what does it mean for the NFL d- draft? Do you think a team in that situation with no locked in defensive ends has to have edge as their top need now? I think it should be one of their top. You know, I
2: think it should be up there. And I don't think I would do anything crazy or panic or t- not take a guy that I would, you know, like it's interesting because the guys that are going to be there where they pick are all guys that are sort of like eye to the beholder guys, like a miles Murphy. Some people really like him a lot. Some people don't so much. They think he's got a lot of work to do. Van Ness uh, from Iowa is very similar, right? Like a lot of people think he could be one of the best defenders in the draft, but like a lot of people, well, how long is it going to take? And so if you just went through a situation where, you know, chase is, you know, what happened happened, um, you know, you're trying to move forward with everything else. You're changing some things up on offense right now. Um, you know, I would do it if you like the guy, but I also wouldn't panic because Washington's in a really interesting spot. They could do so many things, and I think a lot of things would help them, you know. So interesting spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's look at some of the prospects then. I mean, you, you kind of mentioned Miles Murphy, but mm-hmm. who's a day one guy at number sixteen? Is it is it Miles Murphy? Is there another guy as well that maybe you think could could kind of be that day one option if they decide to 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 address this position at the very top? Yeah, I do
2: wonder, you know. Van Ness is is the one that I almost think you're going to have to move up for if you're if you're sitting where they're at. But like, if he were to fall, and I know a lot of people ask, like, you know, is he going to fall into the 20s? And my answer to that mm. is like, there's no way. Like, I just uh, I do not see it happening. Uh, and I think that that you know, Nolan Smith is the other one, but he's a very different player than Chase Young, yeah. and he's like. But it's also like they're in an interesting spot. Like, are you changing the way you the way you play? I mean, you just hired the enemy. Like, a, a lot of things could be sort of in players. So I think Nolan Smith would be great value. I think Murphy would be a nice player there. Uh, and Bendis. I think all those guys would be quality ads and, and probably to a point where I would almost say, if you're not going to take a quarterback, I'd wait yeah. on everything else and just focus on that. Try to get the best edge you can, really, I mean, at this point.
0: Now, Martin Mayhew, the general manager for the Commanders, made a, an interesting statement kind of comment during his pre-draft press comments where he said, you know, last year, when you look at the trade back they have from number 11 to number 16... They say, and, you know, it's 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 at the disclosure of the team on, on what was real and what wasn't, but they claim that they came into night one with the plan of hopefully having a good amount of receivers left on the board at the top of most people's list so they could move back but still get Jahan, who they had as their number one receiver uh, on their list, and that kind of run that they kind of predicted on the receivers but left Jahan Dots on the board for them really helped them do that. Now, he kind of alluded that there could be another run on a specific position, wouldn't say which position because he's a smart NFL GM for uh, at mm-hmm. least for the most part. Um, what do you think that there's been some speculation on the outside here? Like, what could that position run be? Because you would assume it's a position they may not necessarily need themselves. Where do you think, like 15 to 20, kind of what's a position group that you think you're going to run there in that area of the first round?
2: So that's really interesting. I think it's tight end, I think is maybe what he's thinking about there because there's so many good ones. And it's like, and there's a lot of teams in the 20s. You know Dallas, the Giants, the Chargers that could all use and maybe even you'd argue need of you know a, a really good tight end and Michael Mayer, Kincaid, Musgrave, you know shoot Darnell Washington, uh, all of those guys are you know at least fringe first round grades. Kincaid and Mayer are no doubters. Uh, I would say Musgrave and and Darnell are probably right on the fringe there, but you know mm-hmm. doable. If you did it, it wouldn't shock me. Like four could absolutely go in the first round. So that is yeah. really what. And the other one though would be you know, possibly receiver. Cause I think you're the Washington is in the spot if they want to do that. Because I don't think there's going to be any gone in the top 15. I think we're going to wait at least till hmm. then. So um I think they've been a little overvalued by folks nationally throughout hmm. this whole process. So I think we're going to wait, but I could, you know, I could be wrong, but I guess that's one where I look at them too and say like, Hey, you could move back or take one of those guys if you want. But that's one where I think that they could be in another interesting spot right there in the middle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think of receivers is the is the position that maybe there's a run going on there in the mid teens and and early 20s. That's absolutely uh, somewhere. I think Washington could be able to strike uh, strike gold. Now, let's say they don't go edge in the first round. There's been some offensive Mm -hmm. line talk, some corner talk. And and I want to talk corners here in just a little bit as well. But let's kind of stick with the edge just for now and wrap that up. If we don't see an edge rusher taken round one, I mean, I you look at the contract and I, I just said this in my first segment. I can't see how the commanders don't come out of their first three picks. Out of the top 100 of the NFL draft, without at least one edge rusher right. uh, taken off the board, so they've got 47, they've got 97, so mid second, end of the third, almost right at yeah. the end of the third. Um, who are two guys that that maybe Commander fans should know about there in those ranges? So Will McDonald and Keon
2: White would be two good ones there. I mean, and those two guys could be fringe first round guys, but if they start falling, and that's you know that's the eye of the beholder. Like McDonald is a weirdly shaped guy, a little bit like mm-hmm. he was. A, he's, he's smaller. Uh, And then Keon doesn't have a ton of like he still needs some time to grow. But if you get those guys on a deal and get them a little lower or if you're Washington, you can move around a little bit. Find find them at the end of the first. Like those would be really interesting ads because they would be immediate pass rush help right away. Like they're not going to mess around with you got to teach them other stuff. But, you know, all the stuff that you've been lacking because you've been frustrated with Chase, like you're going to get that from those guys.
0: Nice, nice. So Keon White out of Georgia Tech. So I was at the Senior Bowl and, you know, Senior Bowl is end of January. There's been a long time since yep. then. And there were some people kind of talking and and, and you know, we're, yep. we're all kind of in a group together. So you people saw some people weren't all that impressed, I guess, by what they expected versus what they saw. Right. Where, where do you stand on that conversation? He's really
2: interesting because I, if I remember right at the Senior Bowl, he was the fastest or one of the fastest linemen uh, when they did the uh, the miles per hour stuff, the zebra technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, but like and I think Daniel Jeremiah, maybe that week put him in like his top 10 or something crazy. And I think people got a little like, what's happening? Yeah. But the the thing with him is like, I, he's raw. Like he's a raw guy who he's not that one-on-one stuff was really not going to be his shining area, you know? And it's, he's one where I, I don't buy if I think he's going to go in the first round. I Maybe, but like mm. the traits are really good. Like he's a very explosive athlete. Uh, and he runs and some of the speed times, I think, are like just kind of superhuman for his size. So that's the difference there is you're just buying on the potential. And if you don't have to guarantee it or whatever, then, you know, OK, now we're talking
0: more with Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic coming up here on today's episode of Locks on Commanders. We're also doing this episode. Thanks to our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories and you need the best tasting protein bar ever built You got to try this. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you're not even going to realize that it's actually good for you because they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. These bars taste like candy bars, but pack amazing macros with only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but they pack 17 grams of protein. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Head to Walmart today, go to your pharmacy aisle and pick up a four-bar box of the Cookies and Cream Bar, Double Chocolate Bar, or the Coconut Puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab 13 bars of our hit flavors, Brownie Batter Puff and Churro Puff. And make sure, of course, you head to Built.com to check out the new Peanut Butter Puff and Cookies and Cream Puff while supplies. would be a move or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made TurboTax experts make all your moves counts getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve filing with 100 accuracy and getting you your max refund Guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at turbotax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with turbotax live. <music> Nick Baumgartner on Twitter at Nick Baumgartner, senior writer at The Athletic. Just one more person I'm super jealous of gets to just use their name as their Twitter handle. I've got to add numbers, and (laughs) I've had underscores in there before and and everything else. Too many David Harrisons in the world. Uh, Obviously, the commanders aren't just going to target Edge, so we do need to look at some other areas. And Nick, I actually wanted to get your opinion on a position group that I will admit to my listeners and viewers that I've probably neglected more than I should have, and that's off-ball linebackers. Specifically, we're looking at the mic. If Washington is going to draft a future starter, to man the middle of the field behind their odd front defense. Who do you think that might be?
2: Drew Sanders is is the guy that uh, is probably at the top of that list, I would say, at this point. And he's one that's like really interesting because he's a big, framed linebacker who I mm-hmm. think can move and and cover some ground. But he's also sort of like – he's still kind of raw. He was an Alabama kid that transfer, didn't get on the field there, got lost in the shuffle, transfers, goes to Arkansas, and then blows up in one year. So it's like he and Trent Simpson, the kid from um, Clemson, mm-hmm are very similar. They're both freaky athletes who really have a lot of work to do. The one guy, though, that I think is going to get, I think he's going to get pumped up and pushed up a little higher than he probably should is Jack Campbell from Iowa, mm-hmm. who is a really good athlete. He's not like a phenomenal athlete when you compare him to the other two guys, but he's super smart. Uh You know, anybody who plays through that system on defense, not on offense, yeah. but survives what they do out there, uh knows what they're doing. And he was really the heart of it. So, I look at Campbell in the second round there, and I, I've even heard people whisper that maybe he could go in the late first, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. So that's a guy that I always keep an eye on for linebacker teams.
0: Yeah, I've seen some projections there as well. And and I know there's there's been plenty of my my listeners and viewers who, they're Jack Campbell guys. So let me ask you this, yeah. though. The Commanders fans loved, they loved Cole Holcomb. And obviously, he, he ends up with an injury last year. He ends up signing as a free agent uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They brought in Cody Barton, who... If, if if it's those three, great. If it's a later guy, but who is the most Colt Holcomb-like linebacker that you could? If if you, I don't know how you feel about player comps. I know some people just cringe yeah. at player comps, and I get that. But who who's kind of the Colt Holcomb in this class? If you had to nail one down, uh,
2: are we talking like? Are we to, like? Can you be more specific in terms of like? Are we talking like attitude? Or are we talking like?
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit of the attitude, just because. Yeah, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah. a hunter necessarily. I don't know how much you know about these guys' personal lives, but like, right? But I kind mean, guys. Think-
2: like a guy that I can't stop thinking about, and I don't know if it's exact, right? But like a late, there's two linebackers that are going to go later. Dan Henley from Washington State, mm-hmm. and Ivan Pace is the guy that from Cincinnati. That uh I at the Senior Bowl especially was one, and I was sitting there with Dane Brugler during this one, and I he kept asking me, you know, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, well, there's really not anything he does bad. Everything he does yeah. is pretty good. He's a solid all around prospect. who's a really good tough football player who played for a tough football coach at Cincinnati uh, with good players. He played with sauce. He played with the kid uh, that went to Seattle, uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a guy that I look at and I say, he's going to go later because he's small uh, and he's undersized and he's whatever. But linebacker in general is a spot where if you really know what you're doing and you're looking for, you can get those guys on deal after deal, you know, late, but fifth, sixth round sometimes. So Mm -hmm. Ivan is the guy I think of in that vein the most, I think right now.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, just from what you just said right there, nailed it a little bit undersized, but willing to do the dirty work and does it well. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And then, Ivan Pace is actually a guy that I've talked about on the program. So I haven't completely neglected the off ball linebacker <laughs> position. Um, you, can't, you can't ignore Ivan Pace, right? You have to. Yeah, absolutely. A position group that has certainly not been neglected by anybody the commanders' beat is cornerback, right? right. And the question, really, for all of us has been is it, is, does the team need a nickel or do they need an outside guy and then push either Kendall Fuller or Benjamin St. Juice back inside? Uh, I'm in the camp that Benjamin St. Juice needs to stay outside. I think most of us on the beat kind of agree there. Kendall Fuller is is an interesting veteran evaluation. But we have talked about Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, Devin Weatherspoon, obviously, even Deontay Banks, you know, Emmanuel Forrest. But who's who's kind of the best of the day two group uh, in your eyes that could fit either that outside more zone heavy type of corner scheme or uh, be a, a good solid nickel?
2: You know, I'm curious to see where Ringo goes, of course, with all the talent that he has, um, and we'll see where he slides and falls. And that's obviously an eye of the beholder, right? you gotta you got to take the flaws with the good. Uh, I think Forbes is still going to be there at the top of day two. He's a really solid player, even though he's a little smallish. Um, and the one guy, another senior bowl guy, other than DJ Turner, who's a burner, uh, Darius mm-hmm. Rush from South Carolina. I really like that guy. I mean, I think he's got terrific length. He knows what he's doing with it. He's, he's fast enough, and I thought he was savvy enough to be able to move around and play some different spots. I really liked him. I'm not sure sort of where he falls. I've seen some people think he's maybe third round. Some people think he's in the second, but um, I love those South Carolina guys. There's been a lot of them in recent years, and in this draft, too, Zach Pickens, he's a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. It, those guys that play together all have the same attitude, and I really think he's rush, I think, fits into that group.
0: Absolutely, and then I want to ask you a Michigan question. So, yeah. Commanders fans, I don't know how many fan bases out there, but they're, the Commanders fan base is definitely one of them, wants to see a kicker drafted <laughs> in, in <laughs> yes. this year's class. Uh, they want competition for Joey Sly. Bottom line, that's really what yeah. they want. What's your outlook on Wolverines kicker Jake Moody? Is is he someone that you think Ron Rivera should tag to come in and be that camp competitor for, for Joey Sly?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think J- Jake Moody is, you know, I've living here I've followed Jim Harbaugh's career pretty closely and he's been coaching for a long time I'm you know and that I'm including guys like David Akers and stuff like this and this I don't know too many guys that he would have put in positions that he put him in last year like the trust level that he had in Jake Moody is as high as I think a coach can have and I think that that speaks to the context of him like and I think that he is worth the day, day day three pick whatever it is I you know because I think he's like a professional athlete I told somebody actually just today talking about him like I don't really know how else to say it other than he kicks like a football player. So many times we hear these kickers talk about, like, it's a golf swing. It's like a golf swing. I You do not hear Jake Moody talk about kicking like he's golfing. It's He's a part of a football team. Linemen like him. You know, I think he's a competitive kid. He was a former walk-on, all this, right? So yeah. I like him a lot. I think that the bust rate for kickers obviously is notable. But um, mm-hmm. if you're going to draft one, I always say, draft one that the linemen kind of respect. And I think that's him.
0: That's a good one. I think I saw a clip of you. Uh, I don't know if it was your podcast or if you were a guest on my pocket, but you're telling the story about an opposing coach to try to like, I, I, I yeah, it was a, yes. It was a lot. So, can you tell that story? Cause I'm going to mess absolutely. it up. I don't want to repeat absolutely. it. Yeah.
2: So Jake Moody, I think when he was a junior. Um, So this was a year before uh, 2021. So Michigan, Michigan state are playing and that's obviously the huge in-state right. rival. And it was a big game. I think both teams were undefeated. Kenneth Walker was a superstar there at the time, Aiden Hutchinson. And right before halftime, uh, Michigan State had all three timeouts. Michigan's trying to kick a field goal right, like, one second left, whatever. And Mel Tucker iced him three straight times, and he kicked, Mm. and he made all of them. (laughs) He hit all of them, and he ended up kicking the one through and kind of looked over at at Tucker, who looked back at him and was like, you know, hey, hat tip, buddy. Like, that was pretty damn impressive. And, like, that is Jake Moody, you know. Like, he just doesn't get phased. I think that that's that's why that's the difference. And a guy like that, if you can get find a kicker like that who has that attitude and that mentality – that just attacks it. Like, I think that yeah. that's kind of worth it sometimes.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. I thought when I heard you say that yeah, story is like sure. commander Sands are going to love that story. <laughs> they need to hear that story. So I appreciate yes. you sharing that last question here. Uh, I got a question from, from one of my viewers that I passed on to Ben, uh, Ben standing also uh, mm-hmm. the athletic there with you guys. And I got his answer. I want to get your answer from a draft expert kind of point of view. J.D. McKissick is a running back that unfortunately suffered multiple neck injuries. And I don't know, you know, yeah. hopefully his personal health is good. I don't know what his career health is, is going to look like. Uh, right. But if the commander decide to go kind of replace that smaller, more pass catching, uh, kind of a 50-50 split. He had some touches, but, you know, catches is kind of what he's known for there. Obviously not much of a pass protector. Is there a guy that you can kind of say is that J.D. McKissick uh, oh, yeah. uh, replacement or even maybe a slight upgrade?
2: There's a couple really, I mean, this is a good running back draft. This is a good draft to need a back, I think, because you know, like Eric Gray is the example that immediately mm-hmm. came to my head when you were talking there, because he is a really shifty, quick, uh, not a great protector, not big, he's small, but he's a really good player. And I think he's going to be there on like day three. I think in any other year, he'd be gone like in the second or third round. But I think this is a year where yeah. there's so many good backs, like a Tajay Spears, he's mm-hmm. a second or third round pick for sure, like that are three down type. You know, they'll have be candidates for that role. Uh, whereas a guy like Eric Gray, I think could be a terrific complimentary guy and you could maybe get a steal out of him, you know, later in the draft. Another guy that gets um the kid from Kansas State, uh, Deuce Vaughn, who's too mm-hmm. he's too small, he's too short, right? But like yeah. he's a really tough, good, dependable football player who I think is probably there for somebody on day three if they want him.
0: Yeah, I'm going to talk about that because I've actually. So I also host a Locked On Bucks podcast. We've had some Bucks fans mock Deuce Vaughn to the Buccaneers, and I have said on my show, like, no, he's too small. He can't do. He can't pay. He can't pick up blitzes. He can't do any of this stuff. Yeah. And you know, you're the second draft expert that on you know without that context has basically told me I'm wrong. So I got I got a tough
2: kid. He's a tough kid. That's a tough team. If you're if you're looking at the K State guys, they were they were tough group. But I like. I wouldn't doubt him. You know, it's a valid concern. He is very small. Very small. (laughs) Gray would be. I would like him more, but yes, it's a conservative. He's But tough kid.
0: Yeah, I think you need to give him another another look. I mean, yeah, bottom line, yeah, if he ends up on the team. He's gonna get a he's gonna get a clear look from the coaches. Not me. For it sure. doesn't really Absolutely. matter what my opinion is. Nick Baumgartner, yeah, right senior writer for the Athletic, uh, at Nick Baumgartner on Twitter. Nick, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming through.
2: Absolutely, David. Anytime.
0: One more time, tons of thanks to Nick Baumgartner from The Athletic for coming through here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And, of course, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view every single day for my everydayers. I will be recording our next full episode at the conclusion of day one of the NFL draft. So we'll have the pick. The first round will end. We'll sit down with Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew out there, in Ashburn. We'll pick their brains as much as we can about what happened. And then I will sit down and record a full episode. That will be going up on all platforms. As soon as it's ready. So as soon as it's ready for audio, it's going to go out. As soon as it's ready on YouTube, it'll go out as well. So make sure you've got auto downloads turned on. Make sure you've got notifications turned on so you know when all that stuff is dropping. And throughout the night, throughout Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday, especially Saturday, I'm going to be doing some stuff via subtext. I've got some exclusive video ideas kind of going through my mind, some tech stuff that we're going to do. Uh, So if you want to get in on all that fun, just text hashtag HTTC to 202 seven six zero two six four four the first two weeks are free so you're gonna get all the draft weekend completely free to test drive this new platform with me it's been a lot of fun and again growing on a daily basis now so i greatly appreciate all of you who have decided to uh, take that ride with me as well as the draft is going on if you want to influence that conversation following each day drop your questions your comments and email form at lockdown commanders at gmail.com on twitter at d harrison 82 in the youtube comments or text me anytime at 202-760-2644, again, via subtext for you. Twitter, folks, at Harrison 82 is where you want to get a hold of me uh, the best. The Locked On Commanders Twitter page is active, but it is a network page. Harrison 82 is my page, um, so that is the best place to get a hold of me directly. I do check the Commanders Twitter page uh, as as often as I possibly can, but Harrison 82 is the best spot to go. Signing off for today, I'm David Harris, the staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's fan nation credential member in the media covering Washington Commanders and more importantly hanging out with you 5 days a week most weeks this week hanging out with you with you a lot more until we speak again if you're out about please be safe be kind to one another and I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day